Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670, our culture is awesome. Big Ann Heron is here with us, Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi. As we talk about the news of the day, that news being pretty much the entire offensive staff, except for Chris Morgan have been let go. The Bears are going to have a press conference at 3 o'clock. Dan, are you hearing anything about Chris Morgan? I'm not, but I do think the fact that he is sort of left standing here as the unindicted co-conspirator, you wonder if he was maybe telling Flus, hey, by the way, this guy sucks, and I, I don't agree with anything that he's doing. Or maybe Flus has his guy in mind. That's why we were Googling Frank Reich, Chris Morgan, Maybe they're the guy who is his first choice said, hey, I got Chris here. If you're coming in, you want me to keep Chris? I said, yeah, 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 don't don't lose Chris. I wonder if Chris is someone that, like, maybe this is our own bias because we only think of, like, the people who have the quarterback as potential candidates to be offensive coordinators. I wonder if Chris Morgan is one of those guys that people think can be an OC. I do think it is worth asking questions at today's press conference about all of that and more. All right, so Big Ant. When it comes to Matt Eberflus, what are the things that you think he does well, and where would you hope that he would get better? He has, I'll say, allowed evolution. I suppose to some extent you you could say he has evolved, but a lot of times as the head coach, especially when when you don't begin your, your head coaching tenure as the play caller on either side of the ball, and then you become the defensive play caller, of course, for the bulk of this season, but when things evolve, it's it's a lot of times the head coach allowing evolution at the collegiate level. Nick Saban has allowed evolution with Alabama's offense. Jim Harbaugh has allowed evolution with Michigan's offense and with the way he brings in younger assistants on the staff and the style of recruiting, all these things. And I think Matt Eberflus has allowed a level of evolution uh, over the two seasons he's been with the Bears, really on each side of the football. And we've seen it both with the way he calls the Bears defense and as the pass rush got better, then it wasn't as blitz heavy as it became for a stretch of the year. But he saw, he observed the issues in front of him and said, how do we actually get about the, the business of attacking the opponent when our defensive front isn't getting home to, to provide that attack? And so he did get more blitz heavy. And then he got back to more what we traditionally think of as a Matty Berflew's defense once they actually got more pass rush going. Montez Sweat was brought in and they could impact, they could dent the pocket more consistently we saw him evolve on defense and again I told you guys after week one and as shocking as the the Green Bay game plan was that game that Eberflus needed to have a hard conversation with Luke Getze maybe that conversation didn't happen until after the regular season ended I don't know but we did at least see some evolution two years in a row 
some evolution to the Bears offense that that began to gear itself more towards the strengths of their quarterback, the comfort of their offensive line, the the receivers and the playmaking ability that was there. And everyone elevated, at least all the playmakers elevated in that regard. Donnell Mooney, I suppose, would be the the main player on offense that I felt like had some regression this year. But it hadn't been that often where we'd say across the board. I do feel like, you know, Cole Komet is a better football player now than he was coming into the season. That's growth. That's evolution. The quarterback, the O-line, all of them got better throughout the year. And so that word development that I consistently was telling you guys that the previous regime, that it just bugged me, that no one on offense was getting better while they were there. You can make case certain defenders did, some that they brought in and spent money on that were already good when they got here, but some legitimately developed with the previous regime on defense, but there was no development on the Bears' offense with the previous guys, and they didn't even use the word. It was almost like it was this icky word, development. You hear Eberflus talking development, and that is so key. You talked about Pete Carroll. And one of the things that's made him one of the elite coaches at both levels of the sport for a couple of decades now is the fact that he does develop talent on each side of the ball. And there can be difficulty and strain that goes into that. And as I've spoken about the, the mental stamina, not only the physical stamina that it takes to withstand a football game, let alone a football season, does your personality – does your motivational style as a coach really suit the development of a football team and everyone being willing to put that consistent work into it? I remember in 2004 when I was with Atlanta with the Falcons and Jim Moore Jr. at the time. Now, he ended up fizzling out as a professional coach after a few years of success in Atlanta. But one of the things that stand out to me, that was the team in 04, a small relatively young Atlanta Falcons team and especially Atlanta Falcons defense just got better and better. We got better and better throughout the year going towards the NFC championship game because of his, his personality and, and the way he galvanized our squad and everyone believed in the approach that was being taken and the excitement in the city of Atlanta at the time. And, you know, Mike Vick kind of going off doing his thing when he was kind of in his heyday on the field, making all those plays then there was a, an effort and intensity to the practices then where we were a better team in November and December than we were in September and October. And that, that matters. Not every team runs it exactly the same way, but your personality as a coach has to suit development. And that is one of the things in a short time in Matt Eberflus that I would at least say not only the increased talent here, but you're seeing players on both sides of the ball that are better at playing professional football now than they were last year. That, to me, is at least a, a feather in his cap for something he's doing better than the previous regime did. One of the things we always hear, though, is, oh, he didn't lose the locker room. He didn't lose the locker room. This is a young team, especially last season when you consider how they put it all together. Even with adding a few veterans, it's still a very young team, relatively speaking. I appreciate that comment, but I often wonder if we even see a locker room lost in a lot of these situations. Like, as a former athlete yourself, what do you think this lost locker room looks like, and how much stock do you put into that when you hear that that's what's discussed about at least Eberflus and one of the reasons he stayed? Because to me, winning is the best cure-all for most of the situations. You can have people hate each other on a team. It's a low bar. And as long as they're well, winning, it's okay. lose a locker room. Let's keep them around. But, but what does a lost locker room even look like? like? It's such a strange thing to say when you know that there's a bunch of grown men who all have different personalities. Right. I, I, think, it, I think it's two separate things. You know, like a, a lost locker room to me can be more of a, a veteran team or a proven skill set that's, that's not showing up 
as the season wears on. It's not showing up because they do feel like this coach is going to be out of here or what we're doing doesn't matter. Or I don't necessarily believe in the direction we're going. That's where, you know, and going back to Jim Moore Jr., that's where like in around by around like 2006, where, you know, the Falcons just weren't necessarily showing up for him in the same way by then as as it was happening in 04. And so it can be difficult to sustain. But I think losing the locker room is one thing when you have guys who've maybe already ascended to a certain level of, of competence or even excellence in the NFL. And then you can just see, like, you know what? At the end here, we're just not getting this thing done anymore. Like the last season of Matt Nagy where, you know, Khalil Mack was still capable of more and he's kind of banged up and Akeem Hicks kind of banged up playing through it. And, you know, you're seeing guys who you know can still play at a higher level that that are just kind of you know not really doing it in the same way with that same extra heartbeat that's one thing well, to me that's different than what I'm discussing with Matt Eberflus though where a young impressionable roster where Kyler Gordon is a better football player that that's not just by accident that Kyler Gordon has developed simply because he's talented in the NFL because as you guys know a lot of talented players don't develop and begin to ascend in the NFL you know, like Jalen Johnson, yeah, Jalen Johnson was good before Matt Eberflus got here. He's continued to play well and is also having his best season right now as he's been tested more by the opponent. But, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, a better player at the end of the year than he was early on. You know, we're seeing, I think, even the offensive line and Chris Morgan get some credit for that also. If Eberflus played a role in, in getting Luke Getzey to begin to craft things in Justin Fields' development throughout the year, setting him up in situations with schemes and game plans that lended more to the success of Justin Fields, then those are things, those are the discussions that would be, you know, getting had at Hallis Hall to figure out, all right, why has this gotten better? Why, why did things plateau for certain players or in certain games? Where can this continue to go? What role did you play in that, Matt Eberflus, to continue to see continued development? Or Cole Komet comes in talented. Ryan Poles, after last season, decides to pay him. But Cole Komet be continuing to be a better football player, that's not, that's not like regardless of who the coach is in that scenario. It doesn't mean Matt Eberflus is a great head coach. But I think the development of a young roster, that doesn't necessarily happen by accident. And that, that to me, is a, a different lane than whether or not you lose a locker room. But as a young team developing, are players getting better under your watch? Then I would say yes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Leadership is going to speak today. Eberflus, Poles, and then Kevin Warren. What do you want to hear? It, it would be great if we got a, a definitive direction on things and, and frankly if 
if Ryan Poles, like, you know, to the point Dan made earlier about, you know, they never announced the contracts or whatever, but, you know, if we got some sort of a line in the sand drawn for what the expectations are for 2024 with the Chicago Bears, if it is more generalities or blandishments about continued improvement, then I feel like that's fairly obvious for us. You know, we've been observing the additional resources put into the roster. You know, he, he's nobody's going to say it's a make or break year for Matt Eberflus, but to say we, we expect to be a playoff team. We, we think we were patient in year one, and Ryan Pulse has kind of addressed the, the patience that Bears fans have shown in the time that he's been running things, and we think we got on the cusp of that this year, and there were some games that got away from us, and to have a, a sort of definitive, at least, expectation that's set for 24, and the talk, you know, he's talked play or championships the entire time, I suppose, but to at least leave the press conference knowing what would be disappointment for this season? Not just sort of the generality of improvement, but yeah, if, if we missed the playoffs in 2024, that, that would be disappointing. I would certainly find that disappointing as a, a guy who is, is into the idea of patient, methodical growth and development. Whoever the quarterback is in 2024, playoffs and the idea that it's a reality that a playoff run could be made that should be the basement expectation for this coming season. And I, I hope some version of that gets communicated today because it's, it's fair. You know, that if they trade the number one pick in the draft, then obviously this can be a roster that will be resourced, that can be enhanced in a way where, you know, can you start talking about the Bears having one of the better rosters in football? They're not there right now, but between the draft capital and the cap space available, they can definitely go in that direction in trading the top pick and having that additional roster flexibility for the coming seasons if you trade it. But even if you keep Justin Fields and you've got the number one pick and then the additional, you know, like mid-round picks and everything else that came with the DJ Moore trade from last year's number one pick, it's a roster that has shown growth like we were discussing. And then by the time you get to next season, between even the current cap space and the current draft capital, this should be a Bears roster that, you know, to, to use the, the draft day Kevin Costner phrase, is ready to roll. And so I do want to hear that communicated that some of the, the chanting of Justin Fields' name at Soldier Field, even if it's not Justin Fields at the quarterback, they're chanting for the expectations of the Bears moving forward also that's that's baked into the folks and, and the love that they shown Justin Fields in that final home game so continue to lean into that if you have true faith in what direction this is going forward I can tell you exactly what the press conference is going to be today in one set of words or another it's going to be some combination of this wasn't good enough with the presumption and the undercurrent of this being good enough that's what Bears press conferences always, always are. This is unacceptable. This is, a, this is completely acceptable. This has to change. This has to stay the same. That's what they all are. We need to change things. We need to keep things the same. We have to be better. We must have continuity. Every Bears press will there, conference. Will there be any big news then? Like you mentioned, the stadium going to the previous break. Do you think anything big will come out of this evening? N no, knowing Kevin Warren, he you wouldn't. You don't know him, and that's no, my but, point. But he wouldn't want, Kevin Warren wouldn't want to commingle. That He'd want that day all to himself. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm with Dan partially. He would want, I am too. He would want but he doesn't that, know. He would want that's that day problem. all to himself. Those are your mans a minute but that, ago. But that's, they, they, all Bears press conferences are like this. While According there, while, to listeners, I'm married to all of you. There's terrific coaching yeah. candidates yeah. available all over the place, and, and this year with the, the they're, now they're going to run it back. 
And they're going to say, this is unacceptable. This is acceptable. This must improve. It's going to stay the same. And that's kind of okay. I need the Dan one act play. We must get out of our comfort zone. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone. It's going to be three acts, actually. Big Ant, we appreciate you jumping on. Thanks for both segments, sir. I saw I saw Greg Gabriel tweeting about Pep Hamilton earlier to, to Layla's question in the previous segment. That that'd be a good that'd be a cool name also. I think be worthy of consideration. That kind of rattled back around in my brain after uh, the commercial break too. But all right, good. Thanks Bye, for mentioning. Bye, Big Ant. Bye, Ant. That is Anthony Heron. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.